0: Right, Harry, did you see that ludicrous display last night? The out, but he's <laughs> empty in it. And he tee-ups <laughs> someone and he goes to one! It's one drop What's What about that?
1: And welcome back to the All Nations Football Podcast with myself, Joseph, and my very good friend, Owen.
0: Hello, welcome back, everyone, and a Merry Christmas to all.
1: Yes, Merry Christmas, one and all. It's uh, the first time we have broadcasting to you over a Christmas period here at the All Nations Football Podcast. Um, still only six months into the game, but it is our first Christmas, so we thought we'd do a bit of a special. Uh, Christmas is a special time of year. Uh, it's been a very indifferent year. Uh, probably the most uh, memorable, for all the wrong reasons, in living memory. Um, how was your Christmas anyway, mate, in spite of what's happened all this year?
0: Yeah, in spite of everything, yeah, it was all right. Managed to catch up with some family on Zoom, managed to see the in-laws in person. Yeah, it was It was decent. It obviously, wasn't the greatest Christmas I've ever had, for sure. How about yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Christmas in lockdown, the first time this ever happened, as I'm sure it is for everybody else. Um, I actually had the week off, <laughs> which I couldn't do anything with. Um, but luckily, as we are always gifted this year, of, uh, time of year, um, there was loads of football to be watched. Um, so that kind of got me through the week, um, amongst other things as well. Copious amounts of cheese, booze and good company of my, my missus, of course. Um, so yeah it, it's been it's been an all right christmas and um, so go on
0: what sorry. do you want to say um so just before you kind of go on um my missus was um having to watch so much football um over the christmas period she's picked herself an uh, the english football team and she said she she thinks that her and emily your missus should get a wee um, part on the podcast themselves um, she's decided that her favourite footballer is James Madison and that she's a Leicester City fan.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a dodgy choice. I'm sure you've had a word with her about that one.
0: I really, we, we watched a Leicester game where James Madison was man of the match and afterwards he was interviewed and she was like, oh, he just seems like a really nice man. Uh, I don't mind James Madison. It's also oh. the fact that he used to play in Scotland too. So.
1: Ah, right. So he's got a little bit of respect yeah. from you. Yeah, to be fair, the women do have to put up with us watching a lot of football. Um, And and she's good as gold, Emily. I also have my man cave as well, which I can escape to when it gets a little bit too much. Sometimes she does just put her foot down and say, no, that's enough, um, which I have to respect. But last week I was spoiled. It was my week off and I got to do what I liked. And we were thinking... um, we usually reviewed only what's happened over the past week. There's been so much football, it would be really difficult to pick um, the games that, we would, we, that we'd like to review. We've had Liverpool and Man United knockout sixes and sevens. Um, we've also had some board draws in the title race. Um, on, well, not just this weekend, gone. Um, so it, it's been an interesting one, but we thought we'd treat the, the, uh, the fans, you, the listeners, uh, to a sort of 2020 end of year special. So first lined up, what we've got on the menu, um, we're going to start <laughs> with uh, a bit Ow- Owen's team of the year and Owen's player of the year. Um, so this is in 2020. So you're looking at, you know, the, 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 the second half of last season, if you can call it that, the most obscured second half of a season there ever was. And you can also look at, you know, the, should we say the, the first half, more of a third this season, usually more of a half. Of this season. So, your you're player for 2020 and your team for 2020.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, so, my team for 2020, um, I'm going to go to Aston Villa. I'm going to give it to Aston Villa. And my player of 2020, there was quite a lot to pick from. Um, but mine is going to go to, and I know this will cause some debate, is on Hunmin. It's my play of
1: twenty twenty. That's not who I thought you were going to pick, but uh, that's—I I, mean—very difficult to argue. What
0: was first of all, you know, what, why? Why? What was the thinking behind your picking? Uh, so first off, why I picked Aston Villa, and it's not be anything to do with John McGinn. Um, it's because <laughs> um, last season, obviously, it was a very tough season for them. They, they had injuries in key positions and they struggled for goals. Um, and Dean Smith saw that in the summer, autumn, whatever you want to call it. And he brought in Ollie Watkins and uh, Ross Barkley were in the middle of the park, who unfortunately is now injured, but he made a big difference. And I think they made, they made small changes that made a huge difference um, this season. And they've gone from relegation candidates, to, I mean, they almost really did go down last season to a side that could generally be in the Europa League next season. And he's done that with small changes. I know he signed only Watkins for a lot, but in the great scheme of things, when players go for 60, 70, 80 million, he's, wor- he's working on a very small budget. And yeah, I've just been really impressed by them. And they obviously... But a point against Chelsea last night as well, in a really, really good performance. Yeah, well I mean they humbled Liverpool didn't they, in seven two as well, which yeah. is definitely it's got to be the result of the year that one surely. Yeah, of course. I mean the seven the seven two with Liverpool was obviously a bit of a freak result, out. Um but I think other performances by Villa this season are showing that the winning run at the beginning of the season wasn't a freak. And in Grealish, McGinn, and Ollie Watkins for me, that's a free, that's those free players that have made a huge difference for them. And you just, for Villa, and you just hope that they can at least keep hold of Jack Grealish to the summer. I know there's now the strong rumors once again that Man United are trying to make a bid for him in January. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but I think it would be really, really hard for real if they do lose Jack Grealish in January.
1: And what about Son Human then? Because there's, you know, there's a few that you, you could have chosen. Um, all had great seasons. Son, you know, we know he's a great player. Maybe hasn't won the, something, but you know, arguably yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it, when you're going for the, for, for, for sort of these sorts of awards? Um,
0: yeah. What, what what do you like so much about him? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's hard to pick a player from a team that is that's won a league or is winning every week because. There's so many players that stand out from those teams. Um, but for me, Son Hunmin Min has made such a huge difference. to Spurs. I mean, he's been a good player for a while now, but this year, Mourinho just seems to, seems to have got the best out of him. And he's he's got a great partnership with Harry Kane. And to be honest, I could have picked either of them. The reason why I picked Son over Harry Kane is because um, someone who just offers so much to the team, and the way you can run with the ball, the fact that he can score from well almost anywhere on the pitch, the fact that he's dangerous, and you give him a couple of yards of space, he will punish you. And he's just a very, very good footballer. His um, his goal against Burnley last season, which some say was the goal of the season, it just it just showed you um, how good he is. And it's not just his link-up play with Harry Kane. It's it's overall football inability, it's just a joy to behold at times. I genuinely believe that any team in the world would have him in their starting eleven.
1: Yeah, my next question to you is going to say how much he's worth. He's 28,
0: isn't he? That's, yeah. that's the
1: prime of your career.
0: Yeah, he's maybe peaked a little bit later than some. Um, but I think if, if you want to tempt, tempt him away from Spurs right now, it has got to be well over 100 million plus for him.
1: Yeah, I think he's unbuyable. Oh, yeah. I, I put him in that bracket. I, or, you know, whatever figure he's saying as Harry Kane, whatever yeah. figure you get is going to be, you know, you, nobody can afford that. Very solid choices, my man. I got to be fair, and I'm not, I'm not as biased as I thought you were. You were, you may be as well.
0: Did you um, think I
1: was really going to pick Bruno Fernandez? I did. I yeah, did. I, I did. And what, should I should I explain my, my, my my team and my players? Yeah, of course. Go. Cool. Well, I, th- this is obviously all going to come at the risk of sounding completely and utterly biased, but I have tried to weigh up everything, as I said, from the end, the, sort of the second half of last season and, and the first half of this season. Yeah. Um, I I have to pick Liverpool as my team in the year, simply because of the the title-winning achievement at the tail end of last season. I don't think Liverpool played, obviously, their best football in this, it, it, should we say at the the beginning of the year, um, or certainly towards the end of last season, where they started to pick up defeats and you know it, it started to get a little bit sloppy. Um, but certainly you have to take in everything into consideration, um, and not just that the whole circumstance around COVID, not knowing whether um, they would be able to see out the season, would we be robbed of of the title that way, all that sort of stuff going on. Um, you know the, 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 the win streak that they were on the, the 27 games or whatever um every week turning up everybody was absolutely desperate for, for them to lose you know they, they caused um such a hysteria among rival fans you know we 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 I think you even look at there was Manchester or you know like, there was a group of Manchester United and Manchester City fans that made this like unified badge and there was all sorts of crazy stuff going on. But basically, any old club was supporting each other rather than supporting Liverpool. And I'd never experienced that as a Liverpool fan or even as a football fan, you know, just the amount of... Um, it was almost like a desperation for them to not do well because it was the realisation that this was actually going to be the year that they, they, they finally do it. And, and they did it. And then you look at the transfer market and you look at the summer and um, there was a lot, again, everybody's looking at what are Liverpool going to do. Chelsea came through and bought Timo Werner and that was used as a, a massive stick to, to poke at Liverpool with. There were other signings which, you know, supposedly broke down or wherever and it looked like they weren't going to do any business. People slating them, even the fans, myself, getting anxious um, over what would happen. And then we ended up pulling off the, the Thiago uh, deal and, and Diogo Jota. And barring the, the Aston Villa result this season, we, we find ourselves at the top of the tree again at Christmas. With only one defeat and all of those injuries, you know, the main one being Van Dyke, people have come back in. But just to maintain what, you know, to go through this year and still be at the top um, and still at times play so unfazed um, and make such a professional job of playing their game, I think you have to pick Liverpool. I think Aston Villa is a, a brilliant, brilliant shout as well. Um, and you could have also said Sheffield United, maybe for their. For their first half of the, should we say, or the end half of last season, but then if you look at this half of the season, it hasn't gone so well. So, I, you know, I really did try and think, but yeah, I have to give it to my team Liverpool for that. Um, and also, in terms of, of a player, there was there's been so many that you again you could choose from. I, I was thinking if you were if he had continued into his form into this season, Alba probably would have been a standout choice. If you think of the FA Cup final. Yeah. Probably one of the best individual performances in an FA Cup final um, you'll ever see. Uh, then you've also got Bruno Fernandes at Manchester United. Love it or loathe him. His, his numbers are absolutely incredible. You know He's up there with the best United have ever had. And that's the most successful team in the Premier League era. So you have to respect that. I do think the numbers are skewed Slightly, because of the penalties and and various things. But, listen, the guys come in and he's transformed them in in many respects. And um, certainly from where they were when he came in to the team where they are now, they are a lot better. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, still probably the best player in the league, but I think maybe this season he's had a bit of a dip. He hasn't hasn't been at it um, as much as he... Yeah, he hasn't dominated as he has... As much as he has the last two seasons, my player of 2020 is Jordan Henderson, um, just because. But really, but you know, he doesn't have the the goal scoring ability of Bruno Fernandez, and you know, he doesn't play as many Hollywood passes as as Kevin De Bruyne. But he, he does absolutely everything. He marshals a midfield so brilliantly. I think, for what he does, he's all, he's maybe a more complete player than. Um, to Bruyne or Bruno, he doesn't have the swaz or the, uh, the, you know, it doesn't, he doesn't screen that star quality maybe that those midfielders do. Yeah. But I, I certainly think, in terms of his work rate, his ability to keep the ball and the way he influences Liverpool, um, the difference between how they play when he's in the team and when he's not, it uh, he speaks volumes. In it. And in terms of a captain, I don't think there's any better in the Premier League And, um, and he's he's won three trophies this year as well, which helps. And he could end up winning another Premier League. So, um, they're, they're my choices. I hope you find them fair. I, I did try and think outside of the box. But, um, yeah, they're, they're my choices for
0: 2020. Yeah, no, that, I think that is fair. I mean, I would think... I think there could be arguments for not putting Liverpool in your team of the year because of the way they've dropped off a wee bit. But... So, out of interest, um, quickly, would Liverpool still be your team of the year if they had the same results but hadn't had the injuries they've had?
1: It's a, that's a question of expectation, then, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because that's okay. I think
1: I, I still didn't think, even with all of the injuries, that we were we wouldn't be in the title race, or that we wouldn't challenge for anything, or wouldn't win anything this season, even with Virgil not being in the side. I still think we have too many good players in in the sides for you know for one to make that much of a difference in spite of how good he is. Um I think people might say it's more business as usual if we didn't have the injuries. But I don't know whether that would influence my thinking anymore. That's a really tough question. Um I I certainly think I, I think Aston Villa was a great shout to be honest with you. Um because picking Liverpool is the obvious choice. Yeah. And, and, but everybody's been so indifferent. And, you you know, you could look at Spurs and say, yeah, they've, they've been really good this season, but they weren't at that stage at the beginning of last season. You know, strictly, if, if we're on, the, on the, the premise of it being within 2020, I think Liverpool have just nicked it in terms of being the most consistent injuries or not. Because you have to think this team's doing as well as it did at the end of last season, at the end of last season, we didn't have any
0: injuries. So, you know, yeah.
1: you can look at it that way.
0: Yeah, of course. And um, I mean, there's still very much a tighter race. Um, but the fact that Liverpool are in it with all their injuries as well, I think, yeah, I I don't think people, football was all about opinions. And I think um, people listening would respect that both of our opinions have merit. Yeah. We? But
1: yeah. but I try to be as balanced as you can. There's loads of people you could say as honourable mentions. Jamie Vardy scoring, uh, what winning the golden boots thirty three.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm um, still playing the way he is. That you know, I mean, we, we haven't seen many strikers as good as him in the Premier League era, and that's a fact. No. Um uh, Danny Ings for some of his uh, exploits for Southampton last season. He took him from being. Relegation for Odell to be in mid table in this season, they're kicking on even more. I know he's injured yeah. again, but you know, it, it's, it's hard to think of a player who's done it over the year. Like Bruno Fernandes really is a really, really strong contender because he's turned up for United week in, week out, even when they haven't been playing so well. Um, it's, it's, it's really tough. I, you know, there's nobody really at Chelsea who's no, you know, Kulisic was brilliant in, in batches. He's been injured for a lot of this season. Aubameyang was unstoppable towards the end of last season. And then now he's, you know, he's
0: a shell of a man. Um, I mean, there's, so sorry, there's one person who is by far the football person of the season, but he's obviously not, it's not just because of what he's done on the pitch this year. That's yeah. It's for Ashford. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's played really well this season. To be fair to him, uh, maybe wasn't as sharp last year, but then yeah. United were very much a blunt instrument. So, yeah, I listen that he's still only a boy. He's he's gonna he's gonna get better and better and better. He doesn't want to play for anybody else other than United. He said that the other day. That that's what you want to hear, and that's the type of guy that you want playing for your football club. So, yeah, in terms of uh, if you're looking at sports personality. Yeah. He, he, he's, he wins by a country mile, doesn't he? Oh,
0: 100% he does, yeah.
1: So, uh, there's something else we want to do. It wouldn't be Christmas without a quiz, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be a no. Zoom chat without a quiz. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but we're, uh, we're live on this podcast. Yes, we are. Um, so, you've picked this one out, Owen. It's on the BBC. And all, any of you listeners at home, you can all give it a go. Uh, this might be a bit of a spoiler, so we'll give spoiler alert. No, uh,
0: oh, yeah, of <laughs> the, course.
1: There's one for England and there's one uh, for Scotland as well. So, um, as I've been blabbering on for ages, um, as I like to do, how about I fire at you the Scottish questions, Owen, and we'll see how much you know your Scottish stuff, and then you can give me the English stuff.
0: Okay. They're all multiple choice, by the way.
1: All right, all right, then. That's fair enough. I mean, that takes the pressure off a little bit, but then you've kind of lost lost your excuse now, haven't you? So let me just uh, prep it on my screen here. First up, Rangers went into 2020, two points behind Celtic with a game in hand after a 2 1 victory over their city rivals. But how many points adrift was Steven Gerrard's side when the season was halted in March? Was it 10? Yeah, 13
0: or 15? For some reason, eight was in my mind, and that's obviously not right. Um, I'm gonna go for 13. You sure you don't want to go for eight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go for 13.
1: Okay. You were correct. 13 points uh, was the, do- the total difference between both of those sides. Um, might end up being something similar between the two sides this year, but roller villains.
0: It's quick fire, Chris. Oh,
1: it's quick fire. <laughs> oh, it all right, then. So, PFA Scotland cancelled its annual Player of the Season Awards because of the pandemic, but who yep. won the Scottish Football Writers Association Premiership Award? Scott Brown, Ryan Kent, Odson Edward, or Ryan Christie.
0: Ryan Christie
1: That was wrong. It was uh, Odson Edward who, uh, who got that Martin, yeah, he's under 21 striker. Ooh, he's gone downhill since. Uh, he has indeed yeah so besides. Odson Edward, was the top scorer in the Premiership in that season with 22 goals. but who's the next best marksman? Jermaine Defoe? Alfredo Morelos, Christian Deuge or Sam Cosgrove?
0: I'm going to go left field and go for Sam Cosgrove. Oh,
1: it was Jermaine Defoe,
0: the veteran striker. This isn't good. This
1: how is This is he still doing it? Incredible. Only nine fewer than him as well at that age. Brilliant. Which Premiership club had the biggest pre- uh, percentage increase in average attendance during 19... 19- 20 season Celtic Ross County Rangers or St Johnston
0: so the highest the attendance so high. this is the
1: biggest percentage increase in average attendance so this would be you know their, their, their average attendance grew over the season instead of decreased
0: okay surely it's not Rangers or Celtic what with other two, St. Johnston and St. Ross County Ross
1: County yeah
0: I'm going to go for Ross County. Oh, he's correct.
1: Yeah, Ross County enjoyed a 20, 21.2% increase after promotion from the championship. Probably answers a lot of uh, questions for you there.
0: It's uh, because obviously um, of the away ends, away fans coming.
1: Yeah, increased their gate by 5.1%, and Kilmarnock had the biggest four. Yeah. So the Kilmarnock fans letting this side down. Uh Ooh. She looks nasty. Which club joined hearts in taking the SPFL to court in an attempt to prevent their respective relegations? Stranrae, Brecon City, Berwick Rangers, or Partick Thistle?
0: Okay, it's Brecon City.
1: <laughs> oh, Brecon. Brecon. Yeah, oh, this- I shouldn't have said Brecon City, did I? Is that what I said? Brecon? Yeah. Nah, I was too close to open, is not it? See that? That's right. Um, uh, Stranrae.
0: That's yeah. your
1: final answer, yeah? Yeah.
0: You are wrong. Good. Did it you say quite... Partick Thistle?
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't hear you say Partick Thistle. Oh, you should have. I, um, I thought it was another club along with Partick Thistle. Oh, no. I think I should get that. I would
1: have said No, Partic no. Fistle. You've got to listen to the questions, Owen. Right. Which team crowned Highland League champions but were denied a chance of a playoff to win promotion to League Two? Brawler Rangers.
0: Brawler Rangers.
1: That's what you're going for, yeah? It is you don't boring. want to hear the other ones. No, it's Borough Rangers. Just... All right, then. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Okay. Most leagues in Scotland were won by the team who were top when the pandemic ended the season. However, Orkinetic Talbot won the West Region Premiership on a point per game basis, yeah, yeah. despite being third. Yeah. Which side were leading?
0: Okay, well, Pollock. I mean,
1: is, yeah, uh, Glen Afton Athletic, okay, kill Kill winning Rangers,
0: yeah, Irvine Meadow, Irvine Meadows, uh, Irvine Meadows, they, they weren't top. Um, I'm going to come for Pollock,
1: they don't make the fucking names of the places easy, do they? You were wrong, it's Killwing Rangers,
0: Killwing okay. Rangers, had- I'm like, sorry, written down correctly. <laughs>
1: co Rangers had 53 points uh, after 25 games with Pollock second on 42 after 22. Uh, but Ork were only a point further back after playing just 16 matches. Interesting. Okay, back to the top. Celtic's 1920 20 Europa League end season ended in the last 32 in February, but to which side did they lose? Cluj? Lazio? Ferner FC Copenhagen.
0: FC Copenhagen.
1: You are correct. Celtic lost 3-1 at home after a 1-1 draw in Denmark. OK. Rangers lost to Bayern Leverkusen in the last 16 of the Europa League in August after a wait of five months between the first and second legs. Who scored, for the, who scored the Glasgow side's goals in their 4-1 aggregate loss? James Tavernier. George
0: Edmondson, Scott Arfield, or Kimar Roof? I actually have no idea. Um, so I'm going to go for Scott Arfield. Wrong. George Edmondson. Paul went back.
1: but uh, I don't know if yeah, if you didn't even play one. for them at the time. Yeah, Kimar Roof hadn't signed from at that point. No. How many questions is that then? Um, I haven't actually been counted, Owen. I mean. Does it not say on the site? No, no, we're just rolling through it and we're going all the way through. I hope the listeners are interested. Okay, you Scotland, on? Defend, Scotland defender Keane Tierney uh, agreed to join Arsenal from Celtic for a record fee for a player sold by a Scottish club for a deal involving a Scottish player. Bit of a mouthful. <laughs> what was that fee? 25 million, 20 million, 19 million, or 30 million? Uh,
0: 25. And you were going to, As soon as you started the question, they knew you were going to ask me the amount you went for, and I like, I can't actually remember.
1: Sounded about right, didn't it? Former England and Chelsea goalkeeper Peter Bonetti, who died in April, aged 78, played for a Scottish team at the end of his illustrious career. But which one? Rangers, Berwick, Rangers, Dundee United or Dunfermline Athletic? Berwick, Rangers. <laughs> uh, Dunfermline what? Athletic. Longest Dundee United. Oh, should have got that. Celtic won the long-delayed 1920 Scottish Cup final on penalties following an epic 3-3 draw against Arsenal in December. But how many months did the longest Scottish Cup in history take from start to finish? 20 20 (laughs) months? Yeah. 16 months, 19 months or 21 months? So I'm assuming the 2020 Scottish Cup wasn't the longest. Well, apparently not. Okay. Maybe I, maybe this was war times, who knows?
0: I've no idea. I feel like that's something I would have had to have read at some point to know. So I'm just gonna go for 19 months. Clearly you're not
1: as good a fan as you think, Owen. You were wrong It's 16 months the preliminary preliminary a little bit. I can't even speak. Preliminary <laughs> rounds of the last season Scottish Cup started in August two,
0: uh, 2019. Oh, so it is this one. It was the most recent Scottish
1: it Cup. Is, it is fun. this one, yeah. Ah, maybe, maybe they've thrown that one in there to throw you off. On the 5th of December, Cove Rangers lost their 100% home league record since Balmoral Stadium opened in 2018. Who beat them 2-1 in a League One game? Falkirk, Clyde, Airdronians, or Montrose? Um, Montrose. Is this the stadium which is really windy? There's that's a lot of them. I mean, like the one right on the seaside? No, no, that's South Wolf. This one one you should know. Scotland ended a 23-year absence for a major men's tournament after a shootout victory over Serbia. Can't get this one wrong. David Marshall saved from Alexandra Mitrovic and Scotland reached the Euro 2020 finals. But who had levelled Brian Christie's opener to take the tie into extra time? Mm-hmm. Alexandra Mitrovic of Fulham, Luka Jovic, Sergei Malinkovic Savic Or Dusan Tadic. Who is your
0: of Real Madrid, yeah?
1: Luka Hovic, yeah?
0: Yeah. Of Rome. Did they not say who the rest of them played
1: for? Yes. Well, I do know I know he plays for Real Madrid. Milinkovic Savage plays for Lazio and Tadic plays for Ajax, but I didn't want to say them all.
0: Yolovic of Real Madrid.
1: You're correct. Scored in the final minute at normal time. Yeah. Oh. Scotland's chances of reaching a third consecutive major women's finals came to an end this year. But who currently tops their European Championship qualifying group? Portugal, Spain, Finland, or Cyprus? Uh, Finland. Correct. Yeah, Finland were now managed by former Scotland boss Anna Signor. Ended her former cha- uh, charges qualifications up with a one 0 victory at Easter Road.
0: Yeah, I watched the game. They scored in the last 2nd oh. having been. They were absolutely Scotland dominated the game and in the last second. And um, Finland broke through, and the 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 woman took a shot. The keeper saved it. It hit her face and went in. Oh. No. So game for Rangers finished top of their 2021 Europa
1: League group by beating Lech Poznan 2-0. But whose third goal of the Ibrox side broke the deadlock in Poland? Kimar Ruf, Inas Haji, or Yanis Haji sorry, Alfredo Morelos or Cedric Itan. Fucking enough of these fucking Rangers
0: questions, man.
1: Yannis um, <laughs> Haji. <laughs> Haji's wrong. It was Cedric Itan. I hope that's how you said to pronounce his name. He scored the opener. I think that was the game where Kimaru scored that piece oh, from right. halfway. And your score, Owen, at oh. the end, you have eight out of 16. Oh. 50% and you call yourself a fan. I mean, what do we call it? What, what's the pass percentage? Actually, I'm not going to rub it in because fuck knows
0: all I'm going to do on this. As I'd like well, to point so. out that there was no Hibs questions and there was about five or well, six Hibs
1: questions. Scottish football doesn't revolve around Hibs, much like oh. this isn't going to
0: revolve around Liverpool. And I'm yeah, there was a going lot, to struggle massively. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of um, questions about Rangers and Celtic in there. Yeah. OK, then. So, cast your mind back to the beginning of the year. Who scored the first goal of 2020? uh, uh Griles, Salah, or Megan's favourite, James Madison?
1: Uh, it's got to be the Egyptian king, hasn't it? Mohamed Salah, Salah, are you going for?
0: Yeah. No, it's that Aspilicreta. Okay. Fucking hell, he never scores. All right. Um, so, next question. Um... And it is a Liverpool question. Liverpool suffered their first league defeat of the season in February at the hands of Watford. The Hornets beat Jürgen Klopp's side 3-0, but who scored the goals? It's Asar and Craig Dawson, Troy Deeney, Craig Dawson and Danny Welbeck. It's Asar and Troy Deeney or Malassar, Asar, Troy Deeney and Craig Dawson.
1: Oh, I know Deeney and Sas were. the can't
0: remember if Dawson did. I'll go for the three of them. Deeney, Saar and Dawson. Yeah. No, nah, it was just Saar and Dawson. Saar and Deeney, sorry. I knew that. On the 13th of March, Arsenal's boss Mikael Teta tested positive for the coronavirus, and shortly afterwards, the Premier League was suspended. If the season had been ended, and there and then, who would have been relegated? Would it have been Watford Villa Norwich, Bournemouth, Watford, and Norwich, Bournemouth, West Ham, and Watford, or Bournemouth Villa and Norwich? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can you give them to me again? Of course, Watford Villa Norwich, Bournemouth, Watford, Norwich. Bournemouth, West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich. Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich. Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich. That is correct. Yes! With no football, not much happened in April, but players did turn their attention to various other activities. TikTok challenges, dancing and Zoom yoga. Remember the toilet roll challenge? Which Premier League player is this having a goal? Oh, OK, I'm going to have to show you the image. <laughs> it's not going to be my... <laughs> so you're going to have to tell me who this um, Premier League player is. Can you see it? OK, so it's a Premier League player for those listening to the podcast. He's wearing a white T-shirt, but his head is a football. Can you see it, Joe? Yeah? OK, who are you going for? The choices are for those listening, Jack Green, James Madison, Phil Folding or Andy Robertson. Uh, I would have to go for Phil Foden. And he's gone for Phil Foden, and the answer was, of course, Phil Foden. In May, it was decided that the WSL, the Women's Super League, would be curtailed. Who was relegated and who came up from the championship? Um, so was it Everton relegated, Sheffield United promoted, Liverpool relegated, Leicester promoted? Bristol City relegated, Aston Villa promoted, Liverpool relegated, Aston Villa promoted.
1: Uh, I'll go for Liverpool relegated and
0: Villa promoted. Liverpool relegated, Villa promoted was correct. Yes! Liverpool were relegated from the WSL and Aston Villa were promoted after winning the championship. They had an unbeaten record of 13 games when the season was all Okay, after a three month break, the Premier League returned in June. The first came back, saw so a bizarre ex- incident as the referee watch failed to notify him that there had been a goal, even though the ball had crossed the line. Who was the match between? Villain Bournemouth, Bill and Sheffield United, Villain Everton of Sheffield United and Watford?
1: That was Aston Villa versus Sheffield United, wasn't it?
0: It was, yes. That is I thought that was quite an easy one to be honest um, long-
1: yeah, it, it all melts
0: into one though Yeah, I guess The longest season in English football history came to an end on the 26th of July with Liverpool crowned champions but how many goals were scared, scored throughout the course of the Premier League season? 1,034 1,011 1,056 or 1,003 I feel like you're... Unless you've seen it somewhere. No, yeah. I'll go for 1,011. 1,011? No, it was 1,034. Mm. Lots of goals. Lots and lots of goals. A number of big money signings were made in August, but Chelsea and Arsenal each managed to grab themselves a freebie. Who were they? Um, Thiago Silva and Willian. Thiago Silva and Kai Havertz. Thomas um, part, Partley and Edward Mendy, or Edward Edward Mendy and William?
1: Uh, I think that's fairly straightforward,
0: that one, isn't it? That is Tiago Silva and William. That's it. Is. I would have been quite upset if you'd not got that one right. As I read them, when the easy ones, as I read them, I'm like, nah. <laughs> There were plenty of comings and goings in this year's um, WSL, but which two World Cup winners signed for Manchester United in September? Christian Press and Alex Morgan, Sam Merez and Corbin Heap, Corbin Heap and Christian Press, or Carly Lloyd and Rose Lavelle?
1: I'm really sorry, uh, female football fans. This is not my strong point. Uh,
0: uh, that's easy, either, either, to be honest. I know which one it's not, but... I'll go with the Alex Morgan option because she's the only one that I recognise the name of. That's wrong because Alex Morgan plays for Spurs. Oh, OK. But it's Tobin Heath and Christian Press.
1: What nations do they play for? The they Americans? Uh,
0: Christian P- Press and Tobin Heath both joined Manchester United in some transfer and they're both a part of the United States side that won the World Cup in 2019 in I'm really sorry. It's another. I didn't realise it'd be WSL questions. To be honest with you, who scored hey, a like. who scored a hat trick against Tottenham in October to become the first WSL player to rack up 50 goals? Ella Q, Fran Kirby, Ellen White, or Vivian Madima? Fran Kirby sounds like the girl. Nah, it's Vivian. Oh, sorry, you, Frank. Lucky Vivian. In November, the football world lost iconic figures. Diego Maradona died. Which of these quotes was once said by the Argentinian legend? Sometimes in football, you have to score goals. The vision of a champion is someone who is bent over, drenched in sweat, at the point of exhaustion when no one else is watching. Some people believe football is a matter of life and death. I'm very disappointed with that attitude. I can assure you that it is much, much more important than that. If I was in a white dress at a wedding and a magic ball arrived, I would stop it with my chest without even thinking about it.
1: I think that sounds more like Diego,
0: the last quote. The third one one in is the great Bill Shankly. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. Obviously, it's not that one. And it was that one, the white dress one. That's impressive. Well done. Yeah, A great quote to sum up Diego Maradona's football outlook. Okay, we've got another question here. Premier League referee Mike Dean was in charge of the match between Wolves and Aston Villa in December and just out of a fair amount of discipline. How many yellow cards and red cards did he give out?
1: Nine Ooh. yellows,
0: two reds. Ten yellows, three reds. Nine yellows, three reds. Eight yellows, one red.
1: I've no idea. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say nine yellows, three reds,
0: was it? I know it was quite a lot. Nine yellows and three reds? No, it was nine yellows and two reds. So nine yellow Just, cards, and two red cards. Aston Villa were fined 25 round by the FA. The fact their players were kept me well behaved. <laughs> so after you ripped it out of me, not bad. You got six out of 12, which was dead oh, on. 50%, oh. we broke up 50%, so oh. i like, apologize. apology. But
1: you put those two together, 100%, great team. No, exactly. And that's all that matters. And to be fair, I, you know, it shows me that I have to brush up on my women's football now ready for next year's quiz.
0: Yeah, and um, it shows me that um, I need to watch Rangers in Europe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Aye, uh, You do. Right. Um, before we, we finish the part, we've we've got it. You know, we, we we I think we we usually do a bit of good news, don't we? But this this year uh, and for this episode, I should say, uh, we, we've decided we're going to do a bit of a special end of year tribute uh, because as. As Owen sort of touched on there in the quiz, uh, mentioned maybe the, the, the one we all recognise the most, Diego Maradona, sadly passed away this year. And, and for many of us, um, and not just in, like, in in sports and in football, uh, but in all of our walks of lives, um, many of us have lost people who are dear to us. And it's been a pretty shitty year in that respect. Um, and sadly, um, there's been another loss this week as well, hasn't there, Owen, in, in Scottish football. And I know somebody you'd like to pay a quick tribute to.
0: Yeah, Jim McLean um, sadly passed away this week, and Jim McLean um, won the SPL title with Dundee United, and also won the Cup Winners' Cup for them back in the eighties. And had it not been for uh, a bright uh, issue of bribery um, in the semi-finals, they probably would have gone on to play Liverpool in the Cup Winners' Cup final in the late eighties as well. So and. Um, Alex Ferguson said this week that Jim McLean was the biggest influence to him in his footballing career Um, so that's what kind of man he was many say that he's one of the greatest Scottish football managers of all time Um, so yeah I just wanted to say that on him and um, obviously he was before my time but being a Scottish football fan he's one of those names that you always hear about
1: yeah, I think I read Fergie saying he was his toughest opponent as well that, he, that he'd ever faced. And um, to be fair, you don't have produced some good managers.
0: Yeah, I read a um, thing yesterday that 14 of the Premier League titles won have been by Scottish managers. I mean, they were all Alex Ferguson, but still. Uh, bar one. Who else? What, who, what have Scottish managers won the title? Well, Premier, who, you knows?
1: Who's the greatest? Who's the greatest Scotsman to have ever lived? Kenny Douglas. Ah, no, yeah,
0: Kenny Douglas just... never won a Premier League title. Graham Souness. No, Kenny Douglas won a Premier League title with Blackburn Rovers. Oh, was it? I wasn't sure if it was Souness or Douglas
1: who was manager at the time. Graham Souness would not be able to win the fucking league as a manager. Let me tell you, Graham Souness was a dreadful manager for many <laughs> clubs.
0: <laughs> but yeah, <so laughs> Kenny Douglas won, and Alex Ferguson thirteen, of course.
1: Right. Not, a a record. Record Not a bad wee record. Not a bad wee record. And sadly, you know, there's, there's been other players, um, and, you know, we, from, from the Jim McLean's and the, and the great managers to Diego Maradona, the gods of football, and we've had players um, close to us, close to me at home. Anyway, Cardiff City, uh, Peter Whittingham sadly passed away. Uh, Papa Bouba Diop is another one that comes to mind. Ray Clements, uh, you know, one of the well, great England keeper, great Liverpool keeper, and for Spurs as well. Um, so yeah there's been many and I'm sure there's some that we've probably forgotten as well but um, all we can hope I guess is the 2020 is, is much brighter than than this year's been and it gives us a, a title race as well that can maybe um, I don't know illuminate the past back towards
0: normality. Yeah, that's sort of come the end of the 2020 20, um, 2021 20, season fans are back and COVID is a distant memory. We can absolutely. Um, but before we do head thank you so much for listening to us we've now done over 30 episodes with the whole Nation's Football Podcast and yeah it's we do it all in our own time so we appreciate that people do listen and if you do listen if you just let us know that would be really nice if we comment on Facebook or anything else um, do you have anything to add
1: though Joe before we head off no no I, absolutely I think there's there's definitely there's a good band of listeners that we have who, who listen to us every single week Um, and it sort of keeps us it's kept us going hasn't it it's just something that we again months ago when we came into it we just wanted to try we're still slowly trying to find our way improving things as we go but we're still enjoying it and we just yeah thank you everyone for your support and and yeah it's been good it's nice to do a Christmas edition I'm already sort of looking forward to next year's one Um, but yeah thank you for listening Um, we'll be back to you next week with the more usual material uh, we'll have a little bit more look at the uh, the title race and how that's shaping up and also we're having a look towards uh, the return of Europe in uh, in February as well, but yeah, take care guys, have a Merry Christmas and even better New Year. Thanks very much and uh, happy
0: 2021 20 to, to all. Right Harry, did you see that ludicrous display last night? <laughs> <laughs> the is in and he tee up someone in red. And he goes to one. It's a one. It. What's about that? <laughs>